Welcome everyone to Kingdom Rock Radio. We pray that you will enjoy today's message. Now here's a sample of what you'll be hearing today. If you are continually consuming things that are violent, things that are perverted, you will eventually begin to become like that. You can't help it. What you behold or what you focus on, you will become like. Kingdom Rock Radio is an outreach ministry of Kingdom Rock Family Worship Center located right here in Bremen, Georgia. You can connect with us at our website at www.kingdomrock.org. And now, here is today's message. Well, let's go back into the series entitled Focus on Christ. Focus on Christ. We'll be with you today for just a, just a few moments, but I have to give you the rich word of the Lord. Today, the Lord gives me the title to give to you. This is a word from heaven, as I believe it to be. This is the word from heaven. The Lord says, feed on Christ. Feed on Jesus. We have to feed on Jesus. This series, of course, comes with a confession. So we're going to continue to confess the word of God before us. So let's go ahead and get into our confession. And of course, you feel free to uh, declare the word of God uh, along with me. And it goes like this. Because of Jesus Christ, my Lord and Savior, I am forgiven. Colossians 1.14. All my sins have been washed away. 1 John 1.7. I have peace with God. Romans 5.1. I have been made the righteousness of God, 2 Corinthians 5, 21. I am forever perfected and sanctified, being made holy, Hebrews 10, 14. I am not now, nor will I ever be condemned by God, Romans 8, 1. I am loved and accepted in the presence of God, John 3, 16, okay. Ephesians 1, 6. As Jesus is, so am I in this world. 1 John 4, 17. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So again, the Lord Jesus tells us, focus on Christ. Uh, what is he doing? What is he saying? Do not be distracted in this hour. Listen for his voice and do what he says. So again, the Lord tells us this morning, it is important for you to feed on Christ. You've got to feed on Jesus. Is this a strange concept? Uh, after all, even the world says you are what you eat. As a matter of fact, uh, God made every living organism on this planet, at least that I know about. Every living organism on this planet must eat to live. Everything that is alive must eat. They must feed on something, plants, animals, whatever it is. If it's alive, it must eat in order to live. Now, we as humans... Uh, we're the only ones who really deprive ourselves of food from time to time. Yeah, the dog will eat that anytime you put it in front of him. But human beings are the ones who really are, can uh, decide to eat or not to eat, or at least, at least for a certain period of time. We may call that fasting. That, that uh, actually works for us from time to time. But we are not designed to go without food, period. If you go without food, period, you will die. We were designed by God to feed. And what you feed on causes you to grow. What you feed on causes you to live. What you feed on will either make you healthy or it will make you sickly. What you feed on can make you stronger or it can make you weaker. What you feed on, what you feed on. So this is not a strange concept. 
and uh, as we go back to the saying, you are what you eat, the father wants us to become like Christ. So he says, feed on Jesus, feed on Christ. Now, when he says feed on Christ, he lets us know, obviously, that there are a lot of other things that we can feed on today. A lot of other things that we can feed on. But again, it's the father's intention uh, for us to be like Christ. So he says feed on Christ. And, and what is Christ? Christ is pure perfection, Amen. pure power, pure, pure holiness, pure righteousness. Just to name a few. And so when you eat upon Christ, you become like Christ. Whatever you eat on, you become like. Whatever you ingest, you become like. So the Father wants us to be like Christ. He wants us to represent Christ in the earth, or that is to say, to represent Christ to the world. And again, you may be the only Jesus that they will, that they will ever see. Now, let's look at the word for a moment. Let's, let's look at the word feed. What does it mean to feed? If you just look at it in a regular dictionary, the word feed means to supply with nourishment. It means to uh, satisfy or to gratify. So we could also say, what is nourishing you? What is satisfying you? What is gratifying you? Now, if you're feeding from things of the world, you're really not being satisfied and you're really not being gratified. Natural, even naturally, natural food, if you eat a good, juicy steak, mm, mm, okay, it's time to get hungry. If you eat a good, juicy steak with uh, maybe a nice potato on the side of that, boy, and you have some of those nice green uh, beans on the side, whatever, whatever your favorite meal is, you can get, begin to salivate thinking about that. Whatever your favorite meal is, you eat that meal after a while you're hungry again. That one meal is not designed to carry you for an entire lifetime. Once you eat once, eventually you will go seeking again. And that is what the world offers. And we'll look at this shortly. That's what the world offers. Once you eat this once, it's temporary. You're going to need to go and feed again. But Jesus, we'll learn, is the true bread. He is the bread of heaven. The Lord said, he who comes to him will never, if you eat of him, you'll never hunger and you'll never thirst again. Jesus fully satisfies and he fully gratifies. So the father says, eat of Christ, eat of Christ or feed on Christ. So again, um, father has given us this natural example of feeding or eating to illustrate a spiritual truth. What we, what we feed on continually, again, can either make us weak or sickly. It can either bring us to maturity or, of course, it can uh, bring us to weakness and bring about our demise. It can make us vibrant. Whatever you eat can make you vibrant, like if you eat on a lot of fruits and vegetables all the time. These things can make you vibrant. It can, can, uh, you know, it can help you. But if we're eating a lot of junk food all the time, well, then you'll see yourself going down. It's all about what you eat. Uh, one man said, health is determined by the other end of your fork. Your health is eventually determined by the other end of your fork. What are you continually putting in your mouth? Well, the same thing goes spiritually as well. What are you ingesting? What are you feeding on? Now, here's the odd thing. Even the world understands this feeding process because if you have social, if you have uh, social uh, media, you use those different things. 
those pictures and images that come across your screen are part of what they call a news feed. News feed. You are feeding on something continually. So the question is, what are you feeding on? The old adage, adage is, 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 is right. Garbage in, garbage out. What are you feeding on? You have to ask yourself that question. What are you feeding on? Now, the, again, this concept of feeding. Now, go, go with me. Are y'all still with me today? This concept of feeding is, is not new. It started way back in the book of Genesis. Uh, when God told Adam and Eve, you can eat of every tree of the garden, he says, but let me tell you, there are two trees specifically. You can eat the tree of knowledge of good and evil. That's bad. Or you can eat from the tree of life. You decide where you want to eat. The tree of life, of course, will give you life. The tree of knowledge of good and evil, the Lord said, the day you eat it, you will die. You'll be disconnected from God. And of course, the human race chose to be disconnected from God. It's all in how you do it. The father says that he wants us to choose life. And even in Deuteronomy, the, let's look at Deuteronomy uh, 30, 19. The Lord says, his, he says this in Deuteronomy 30, 19. He says, today I have given you the choice between life and death, between blessings and cursings. Now I call on heaven and earth to witness the choice you make. Oh, that you would choose life so that you and your descendants might live. Now, let me tell you now, Jesus is the tree of life. He is the source of life for us. And as we feed on him, we receive life. Now, again, this concept of feeding on Jesus is not new. As a matter of fact, God sprinkles it all throughout the word of God. And every day, you and I have a choice on what to feed on every single day. Again, what you continually feed on, you will eventually become like. What you continually feed on, you will eventually become like. If you are continually consuming things that are violent, things that are perverted, you will eventually begin to become like that. You can't help it. What you behold or what you focus on, you will become like. That's why they say birds of a feather will flock together. Uh, what you see, what you behold, you become like it. Uh, many years ago, they, um, social scientists came up with, I thought, something that was very brilliant. They said, if you ever want to know how your child is, parents, you can't really tell by your own child because we, of course, we're biased with our own children. But if you look at their friends, look at their five closest friends, and you will, you will get a truer picture of what your child is like. Who, who are they drawn to uh, or, or who is drawn to them? Their five closest friends will tell you how your child is or give you a good picture of it. Who are their five closest friends? By the same token, I could look at you and see with you who are your five closest friends. Uh, what books? What are your five favorite books? Your five favorite movies? What? Uh, just look at the top five. That gives you a good indication of how you are like because you are feeding on these things. You are feeding on them, feeding on them. And the more you feed on them, the more you become like them. You can't avoid it. It is it. It's it's a uh, it's it's fact in this world. So the father uh, the Father has given us this feeding illustration 
Because, again, he wants us to be like Christ. He wants you to be completely perfect, pure, holy, righteous. He wants you to be like the model son, the Lord Jesus Christ, in everything we do, every way. And what the world needs now more than ever, the world needs Jesus. The world doesn't need fakes and phonies and pretenders. They need to see Christ lived out in front of them. They need to see those who are submitted and sold out to Jesus because it is those that will bear the the fruit that will heal the nations. Let me show you how uh, this is so wonderful, how the father just says here. Here's an example here. I want you to see that I want you to feed on Jesus. I mean, this is crazy. It almost seems like the father has gone out of his way to show show this to you. What has happened even at the birth of Jesus? Let's look at the book of Luke, Luke, the second chapter, verse seven. This is after the Lord Jesus Christ was born here. Luke uh, two, verse seven says this. And she talking about Mary, she brought forth her firstborn son and wrapped him in what? Swaddling clothing and what laid him in a manger because there was no room for them in the inn. Now, the word manger, it can be interpreted crib, but the word manger in its true interpretation means a stall, a stall. The root word for manger means to eat, to eat. So Jesus was was born, he wrapped in swaddling clothing, and he was put in what's also, manger is also, um, another word for manger is a food box. Food box. So after the Lord was born, his first bed, he was laid, and they wondered, why can't we find, find any place at in anybody's house for us to for us to have the baby. The father had them exactly where he wanted them to be right there in the stall so that Jesus could be placed in the food box telling the world eat on Jesus feed on Jesus. You can't make this stuff up. He was telling the world feed on my son feed on him. Isn't that something? And even when the children of God were in Egypt uh, the, what the very uh, how did God deliver the people from Egypt? The very last thing he did was, of course, he sent um, he allowed an angel of death to go through the to, through the land and smite the very firstborn. Uh, but how would, was God people saved from that? What did he use to save his people? He told them what to get a lamb. And what do you do with that lamb? You eat the flesh of the lamb and you apply his blood to the doorposts and side posts of your home. He said, how are you going to be saved in this land? Eat the lamb. Eat the lamb. So the Lord says, feed on Jesus. And Jesus, even at the Last Supper, declares himself to be the lamb, the Passover lamb. Let's look at this in in Matthew 26. Matthew 26, uh, verse 26 through 28. This is how it reads. And and here's the Lord Jesus speaking here. And they were eating rather. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread. Now, notice that he took what? Bread. Say bread. Bread. Say bread. Bread. Online community. Say bread. Bread. All right. And they took bread. Thank you, Lord. It says um, he says. And as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and did what? Break it. He Took it, he took bread, he blessed it, and he broke it, and he gave it to the disciples and said, Take, eat, this is my body. Verse 27, and he took the cup and gave thanks and 
and gave thanks and gave it to them, saying, uh, Drink ye all of it, for this is my blood of the New Testament, which is shed for many for the remission of sins. So Jesus says to them, uh, I am bread. He said, this is my body. He, said, Take the, he took the bread and he broke it and he said, here, eat this. I am bread. Eat this. Isn't that something? So uh, Jesus also tells us, uh, let's look at this in Matthew uh, 4, verse 4. Now, this is also very awesome. During the temptation of the Lord Jesus Christ, it says this. It says, and he answered and said, it is written, man shall not live by bread alone, but how? By every word that proceedeth out of the mouth of God. So here he's talking about bread being food, your natural food. He said, yeah, you need to eat. You need to eat your collard greens and your this and that and all this other stuff. Yes, go ahead and eat that. But that won't sustain you. Amen. You will not live by bread alone because the enemy, of course, told him, if you be the son of God, make these stones bread. Jesus said, if he said, man, should not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds out of the mouth of God. Jesus is the proceeding word from God. Amen. John tells us that in John first chapter and beginning was the word. The word was with God and the word was God and the word became flesh. So to feed on Christ, feed on Jesus is to feed on his word. Yes. He said, and this is how you're going to live. You're going to live by a proceeding word, by the word that comes forth from the mouth of God. Yes. Now, the written word, the Bible that God has given us, of course, that is a written word. But the written, written word will lead you to a proceeding word. As you're studying God's word, as you're laboring before him, he will speak to you concerning, about, concerning what he has written. His spirit will make the word come alive to you. And this is how the father wants you and I to live. He wants you to live by a proceeding word. He said, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the mouth of God. Every single day you ought to have a proceeding word. You ought to be eating on fresh manna, fresh bread from heaven. Every single day, your, your mouth ought to be open. Father, feed me, feed me, feed me. Just as the raven fed Elijah there at the brook Cherith, we ought to be fed daily with the rich word of God. Now, that will not happen if or should I say, will not regularly happen or usually happen if you are not asking for it. If you are not seeking him for it, I'm not saying that you will not have occasions when something when the Lord can when the Lord can slip something in on you and you hear his voice. But you're meant to seek him daily for his voice. Seek him daily for his word. And this is how you're going to live in this climate. Remember, the Lord said he's preparing you for something that is coming. He is preparing you to live, preparing you to to take the harvest, preparing you to live victoriously in this time, not to sink in the middle of a storm, but to walk on the water. Hallelujah. Or to sleep in the midst of a storm like the Lord Jesus did upon the boat. And this is one way that you're going to do it. You're going to feed on Christ. Jesus says in his word, man shall not live by bread alone, but by every word that proceeds from the the mouth of God, meaning you will live by a proceeding word. Now, how 
how often should you have this preceding word? Matthew 6, 11 tells you. The disciples asked the Lord, Lord, teach us how to pray. Well, the Lord goes on and says, this is how you're going to pray. Pray, our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done in earth as it is in heaven. And then he says in verse number 11, give us this day our daily bread. Our daily bread. We have taken this to mean that the Lord is talking about, hey, give me the food I need to eat today or give me the money that I need. Give me everything that I need today. But the Lord, I'm not saying that that is not that that is not true, but that is not the full truth. The full truth is you're asking father, father, give me your rhema word for today. What do I need to hear from you? Because father, I'm going to run into some jokers. I'm going to run into some folk that are not nice. I'm going to run into trials and tribulations. I'm going to run into a flooded building and I need to know what you need me to do today. Give me the preceding word. Father, I ask for the daily bread. Give me this day my daily bread. Hallelujah. He says, give us this day our daily bread. Our is possessive, meaning that this word belongs to you. It is for you. It belongs to you. You have to request it. If you ask him for bread, he's not going to give you a stone. Ask him, give me this day my daily bread. You have a word just for me about marriage, about finances, about my health, about ministry, about job. You have a word just for me. I don't have to seek for, for, for um, pastor or bishop or, or prophet so-and-so all around the country. I'm not saying anything is wrong with these wonderful people, but I'm saying that you can get a word straight from the mouth of God yourself. Why would you need to go around the world seeking for this or that? When God said, Jesus said, this is how you should pray. And the words that Jesus gave are the words from the Father. The Father expects you to come before him daily and pull on him for a word. Why? Because this is how you're going to live. The Father says you must feed on Jesus. You must feed on Jesus. And then in John, the sixth chapter, the Lord gives us such a wonderful, such a wonderful account. Now, I'll give this to you as we close out in just a few moments. We have to finish on this later, if the Lord wills. He gives us a wonderful account in John, the sixth chapter, about when Jesus fed the the 5,000. He fed the 5,000. And... uh, and all they had was uh, five loaves of bread and two, two fishes. Now, before this, the Lord Jesus asked the disciples, he saw the multitude. He said, you give them something to eat. And the disciples said, hey, if, if, if we had all this money, we couldn't feed all these folk. I'm sorry, we couldn't feed all these people. <laughs> we couldn't do it. If we had all this kind of money, everybody would just get a little bit, but they wouldn't be satisfied. It's impossible. We can't do this. Jesus was setting them up because what he wanted them to see is that their resources were exhausted, that they did not have what it took to supply the needs of the multitude. They would have to feed from him. Man's efforts were not going to make it. They would have to feed from Christ. And what happened? Jesus says, all right, go find out. See what you got down there. Again, five loaves and two fishes. Five is a number of grace. It's a number of grace. Hallelujah. Grace is about to show up. 
And then the Lord, of course, tells them all, hey, you have them all to sit down. Let me show you something. Thank you, Lord. Jesus knew what he was about to do. As a matter of fact, what he was about to do was talking all about him. Let's read it here. John, or rather Mark, let's read it. Let's read the account here in Mark, the sixth chapter, verse 41. Mark 6, verse 41. And this is how it reads. This is that account. It says here, and when he had taken the five loaves and two fishes, he looked up to heaven and blessed and break the loaves. Does that sound familiar? Isn't that what he did at the communion? He blessed and he broke the loaves and gave them to the disciples to set before them. And the two fishes divided he among them all. Isn't that something? We see that hearing in that same language. language. Let's pull it up again. Matthew 26, 26. This is what it read. We read a few moments ago. It says, and they were eating, rather, and as they were eating, Jesus took bread and blessed it and break it and gave it to the disciples and said, take, eat, this is my body. So what he was about to do is show the 5,000 that he is the one, that he's the one that they're feeding on. He's the one they're feeding on. He was showing them that, yeah, yeah, disciples, you can't pay for this. You don't have the resources for this because the true bread comes from me. I am the true bread that gives life to the nations. And what he's about to do, surely soon, soon upon the cross, he's about to be broken. He's about to be broken and his blood was going to be shed and we would then feed on him. Thousands of years later, we're still feeding upon Jesus. He was not talking about his physical body because even if Jesus was 600 pounds, how could billions of people feed on him? He was talking about his word, who he is. We're going to feed on Christ. Hallelujah. Let's look a little bit further here. So the people would eat the food that came from Jesus. Well, they only had five loaves, but more than 5,008, 5,000 men, not including the women and children who were also there. And then there were baskets of 12 baskets of fragments that were taking up, taken up. Where did all the other bread come from? How was Christ feeding, feeding? Look at this in John, the sixth chapter, verse 26, Jesus answered them. And yeah, that when the people, yeah, let's talk about this for a second. After the Lord Jesus fed them, he went away. The disciples went away and the people didn't know where Jesus went. They said, oh, that was the best fish sandwiches I ever had in my life. Oh, where is Jesus? They were looking for more fish sandwiches. So I could have, well, I bet you that was some good fish sandwiches. Praise the Lord. All they had was two fish. So what everybody ate was heaven food, heavenly food. They, they sought after Jesus. They sought after him. And when they finally caught up with Jesus, Jesus had some words to say to them. In verse 26, Jesus answered them and said, Verily, verily, I say unto you, you seek me not because you saw the miracles, but because you did eat of the loaves and were filled. Verse 27, he says, labor not for the meat which perishes, but for the meat which endureth unto everlasting life, which the Son of Man shall give unto you, 
for him hath God the Father sealed. He says, don't keep looking for this natural stuff. That's not going to keep you. Labor for this meat. Labor for me. Labor for my word. Labor to receive from me. This will spring forth into you into eternal life. Verse 28 says, then said they unto him, what shall we do that we, uh, we might work the works of God? And we'll begin to close here. Jesus said, you want me, not that. They immediately begin to ask him, what shall we do? Which talks about religion. What shall we do? What shall we do to work the works of God? What shall we do? Understand something. Religion does not require relationship. You can be religious and never, ever know God. Amen. Amen. Religion does not inspire relationship. Religion inspires you to do. They said, what can we do to work? The, what works can we do? He said, they said, what shall we do that we might work the works of God? Look at verse 29. Jesus answered and said unto them, this is the work of God that you what? Believe on him whom he hath sent. Jesus said it's not about doing, it's about believing. Hallelujah. And what you believe will also determine what you do. Hallelujah. You can do without believing, but you cannot believe without doing. Hallelujah. If I told you that there was a million dollars strapped to the bottom side of your chair, I bet you, you would do something. Hallelujah. If you believe that. Hallelujah. I bet you believe that. Yes. By the same token, if I said that there was some strange uh, big python snake that came in the back door, I bet you do something too. Yes. If you believed it, you would move. If you believe, you move. If you believe, you do. But you can do without believing. Thus, thus is the case of religion. People can do religious works without knowing him. They can do things. They can come to church. They can pray long prayers. They can act super religious and super dignified without knowing him. This is why Jesus said at the very end, he said, many will say unto me, Lord, Lord, didn't we do this in your name? Did we cast out devils in your name? Did we do mighty wonderful works in your name? And then Jesus said, depart from me. I never knew you. You did works, but you never got to know me. Yes. The people were seeking what Jesus had in his hand, but they were not seeking what was in his heart. Their works were void yes. of relationship. Jesus. They said, what can we do? We don't really want to know you, Jesus. We just want to get some more fish sandwiches. We don't really yes. 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 care about you. Yes. Just give us what we want. Yes. And that's the basis of religion. Jesus turns that around and said, no, no, no. It's not about you doing. It's about what you believe. Do you believe that I'm the Messiah, the, the son of the living God, the, the savior of the world? Do you believe that I will give my body to be broken for you? Do you believe that my blood washes away all of your sins? Do you believe in me? Uh, we don't really care about all that. Just give us some more food to eat. That's what people are doing today. That's what they're doing today. Hallelujah. Look at verse 30, uh, verse 31. It says, our father, they said, our father did, uh, our father did eat manna in the desert. Mm. They, Moses gave them some eat, Jesus. Mm. They're still on food, aren't they? Yes. Yes. He said, our fathers did eat manna in the desert. As it is written, he gave them bread from heaven to eat. Yes. 
Then Jesus said unto them, Verily, verily, I say unto you, Moses gave you not that bread from heaven, but my Father giveth you the true bread from heaven. It's me, boys. Hallelujah. Glory. Verse 33, he says, For the bread of God is he. Now the Lord breaks it down in case they, in case they didn't figure it out yet. He said, For the bread of God is he which cometh down from heaven and giveth and giveth life unto the world. Then said they unto him, Lord, evermore give us this bread. And Jesus said unto them, I am the bread of life. He that cometh to me shall never hunger, and he that believeth on me shall never thirst. Shall never thirst. You eat that, and you're going to be hungry again. He told the woman at the well, you drink that, and you're going to be thirsty again. I have something in me that you need. So today, as we close, Jesus gives you a choice. Hallelujah. The Father issues this challenge to you. Jesus. Feed on Jesus. Hallelujah. Feed on Jesus. You say, well, how can I feed on Jesus? How can I do that? Let me help you. There are about what, five or six things, maybe seven things that I'll give you here of how you can feed on Jesus. And we're going to, there are eight things, and we're going to uh, come back to the, this next week, the Lord willing. How can you feed on Jesus? One, you can believe that he is the son of God, the savior of the world. Two, ask Father for daily bread. Oh, Jesus. Ask him for daily bread because it is actually yours. Jesus. Three, carve out a set time and place to read and study his word. Jesus. Carve out a set time and a set place to do it. If you don't do that and try to do these things early in the morning before the day starts, because once your day starts, everybody's going to be pulling on you. Yes, Lord. Yes, Lord. If you don't do it first, chances are you won't do it at all that day. Said right. chances are for listen to uh, listen to scriptural Bible teaching and preaching. Jesus. Listen to that. Hear the voice of God. Five, think about and consider the word, yes, the word that you're hearing today. Think about it. Consider it. Don't just lay it aside. Jesus. Six, meditate on the word and speak it aloud to yourself. Jesus. Say what God is saying. You're feeding on the word as you're just saying it to yourself. You're just saying it aloud. You're feeding on the word of God. The seventh thing you can do is receive communion often. Oh, Honor the Lord's table. You're feeding on Jesus. And number eight, acknowledge Jesus as your leader and your vine. Because as Jesus gave the example there in, in John, the 15th chapter, he said, I am the true vine. You're the branches. How does the branch eat? It has to eat from the vine. It pulls its nourishment from the vine, from the vine. Again, the father said, look, I'm telling you. Feed on Christ. And if we forsake our Bible reading, we forsake our daily bread, we're not going to be productive. We won't produce the fruit of Christ in the earth today. So the Father says, feed on Christ. I urge you, please feed on Christ. 
Father, I pray in Jesus' name today that your people have heard your word and that you would take this word and that you would send it forth to the nations. Father, I pray that you would give your people grace and wisdom, grace and wisdom to do what was said, to do what you said today. Lord, I pray that we would not just be hearers of the word, but that we'd be doers of that word. Lord, I pray that we would set those set times and that you would just speak to us and that hearing your voice would be so easy and crystal clear. We love you, Father, and we thank you for your marvelous grace toward us. In Jesus' name, amen. See you next time. Well, we pray that you were blessed and encouraged by today's message. Don't forget, you can connect with us at our website at kingdomrock.org. It's there that you can hear today's message as well as the entire series. So check it out today. Until next time, remember that Jesus loves you and so do we. Choose him as your Lord today. Only he can make a way. We'll see you on the next time.